0: If you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to american com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's american com slash Mike.
1: Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash swish.
2: Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all Potter podcast.
0: Swish
3: and Flick,
0: everyone. The
3: swish
1: and Flick. Hello, and welcome to episode 38 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie.
2: I'm Sarah. <laughs> that was not cool. <laughs> I'm always cool. I'm the post birthday girl. Hello. You're to be the birthday girl. To be like, the birthday days. girl, yeah. She's going to be old, guys. Uh, the big three O. Oh, The dirty 30. All right. 30 so this is episode- flirty. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> be a mama birdie. 30 and-,
3: <laughs> 30 and flirty and thriving.
1: That's right. I am thriving.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Thriving. I'm in my prime.
3: I'm
2: the prime of life. <laughs>
1: This episode is sponsored by Erica Barnes. Thank you, you're one cool kid.
2: Yeah.
1: We appreciate it. um Today we will be discussing Chapter 15 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets.
4: Eragon <laughs> king of the arachnids. <laughs> so make
1: sure you've read the chapter and you're ready to get into those details. Before we begin, let's go to Megan for all your social media needs. Megan. What do you have for us today?
3: <laughs> Swish and Flick Podcast can be found on all social media channels. We are Swish and Flick Podcast on Facebook and Swish Flickcast on Twitter and Instagram. Also, make sure that you head on over to YouTube and subscribe to our channel. We not only have our podcast posted there, but we also have weekly vlogs, so you can follow us on our crazy filled adventures together. Subscribe, like, share, and comment. You can also join us on Patreon for exclusive access to The Felix Files, our bi-monthly podcast exclusive to patrons. You can also be a part of a Google Hangout session and even be a guest on The Felix Files. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast and choose your support level. Um, Shout out and huge thank you to all of our current patrons. You make this podcast possible with your support. Thank
1: you. You're awesome. Oh wow. Like totally freaked me <laughs> out. I mean right on. Tourist Hero number one. Swish and flick is number one. Eh, they're already <laughs>
3: Is it time for the weekly problem? It is. And actually I believe that this just came out today, the day that we're recording. Mm-hmm. Um and that is that we have an official launch date for Hogwarts Mystery RPG
2: phone game.
4: No. no, is this for it's all app, phones? It's all yeah, phones.
2: Yeah, because yes. it said app
4: store and well,
2: whatever that other one is. I want <laughs> to go as far as to say all phones, because if you still have a flip phone, you can't play the game. <laughs> this is aka
3: fun. my dad. Yeah. <laughs> but all it's gonna be on the Apple, App Store, and Google Play. This starting is the I- store. April twenty fifth. God, that's so soon. I know it is super
1: soon. Um, super, they super also soon. were
3: able to get voice cast, voice cast members from the film series. Michael Gambon is voicing Dumbledore. Warwick Davis is voicing Flitwick. Sally Mortimer was Madam Pence. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Uh, Gemma, 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 Gemma Jones is, <laughs> is Madam Pomfrey. M M A. Yes. yes. And Zoe Wanamaker, Wanamaker, is Madame Hooch. Um, Hooch. And then I also saw, oh yeah, that's right, Maggie Smith is going to be
4: really? Professor McGonagall. I love that these people embrace it still. Like, yeah. you guys are amazing. I agree.
1: Yeah, Daniel Radcliffe, where you at? Yeah. Um, yeah. They
4: couldn't even be bothered to do the Hogwarts Express at the Wizard Oh, Rupert Hermione. Yeah, Rupert did. Hermione, Hermione did, did not. There's a part Dude. where, like, Harry goes, heh instead of actually saying any words yeah well you know you have
2: me
1: recorded when i were we recording that day when we were sitting on the hogwarts express and hermione's part came on and i, I was like I got okay
2: <laughs> i was so <laughs> mad yeah
3: it was so funny yeah it's just very distracting when you're on the ride like oh that just sounds so bad um yeah. However, uh, yeah, so Hogwarts, Harry Potter, Hogwarts Mystery will be live to everybody on April 25th. And I'm pretty excited because that basically means my life is gone. Yep.
2: So. Well, do you think that, like, um, they're going to have issues? Like, didn't they have issues with Pokemon Go at oh, first? Oh, like, horrible. Issues yeah.
4: doesn't cover it.
2: Well, yeah. like, because I didn't play because I don't do Pokemon. Pokemon don't do me. They can tell because of the way you say it. <laughs> I say everything weird. <laughs> but like, didn't people like have issues even just getting the do- upload? Upload? Oh Lord, <laughs> it was crash, It yeah. to download? Yeah. Oh, to download?
4: I don't, I don't know. It was just like it was just overload. And then, and then you know,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: We'll I because I, I guarantee
2: know. that's gonna happen.
4: Oh yeah. yeah,
3: I hope not. Yeah,
1: I mean it's, it it's gonna crash. It's gonna be a server fail. I mean it, it's the way yeah. it is with all those games that are like that. So. You're just going to have to uh, suck it up and deal. Yep,
3: yep. <laughs> and I will still play it, just like I played Pokemon Go in the beginning of the time of it. So, yep, yep. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um. In other weekly profit news, <laughs> I gave Sarah a birthday present early
2: today. So we're recording this on the 5th. My birthday is the 11th, so it is past. if you're listening to this. Well, when you are, no matter when you are, it's past. <laughs> so, um... It's funny because so mine's the eleven, Tiffany's is the seventeenth, and I have this certain item in my cart on Amazon that I'm like, I don't know if I should buy it or not. So she hands me this box and I immediately know what it is. She starts laughing and I'm like I'm what like the heck? crying, I'm laughing so hard. So <laughs> spoiler alert, she got me Ron's wand. So I see the box and I immediately knew it was a wand. And so I'm dying. And I open it up, she goes, It's Ron's wand, because you love him. <laughs> and I go, Tiffany, you and I are the same person because I have a wand. <laughs> in my card on Amazon that I was going to buy you for your birthday. <laughs> and like, this proves that we're literally the same. The <laughs> this That's is not so the first cute. time this has happened. Last birthday, I think it was, I got her, Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I this. got her um, from the Storybook Cosmetics Company, or I think it's oh, what yeah. it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, they have... They used to have the wands that are... The makeup brushes that were the actual wands, mm-hmm. but then, like, I think okay. they were... Probably. Um, told to back it off. so they have like wizarding inspired ones that are makeup brushes, like eye makeup brushes. So I got a notice that they came back in stock, so I bought one for myself and I bought one for Tiffany. So I give them to her for her birthday. No, I think you gave me yours first. Well, yeah, so you came in, first? but I think I gave them like right around the same time. So she hands me. she's like, I got your birthday present she comes in, she hands me the thing, and I open it, and I again die laughing. I'm like, I got you the same thing. No joke. She's like, I bought them for myself. Did you buy you those for yourself? No. Too? no. No, no, So she got me the ones um, that are the actual wands, and then I got her the ones that are wizarding-inspired. So and mine's was better. They're great brushes, to be honest with you. Like, I still use them mostly as my, like, as the... I'm usually... The, those are the ones that I pick up to use um, for my makeup. And then the one time you got me... um I don't play a ton of video games, but I really like racing games. And so I was hanging out with her the one day, I think on your like, is that a DS? Yeah. Um, Donkey Kong racing, Diddy Kong racing, Diddy Diddy Kong racing, which I used to have on like our PS4 or whatever it was.
4: 64 um, probably. Whatever,
2: something. <laughs> I played it on something. It's not a PlayStation. Who knows? I a video PlayStation 95.
4: Game. I don't know what it was called. And um, <laughs>
2: and so I used to play it all the time as a kid with like my siblings. And then so she had the game, and I was playing with it. And She goes, "Well, you were playing with it so much that I bought you it." I'm like, "I already own it because I have it for my own like little DS that I never play anymore." But you're the same human,
1: same one. Yeah. So long that story, story.
4: <laughs> hmm that's true. We are okay. Here. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. ridiculous. And it's time for the r- 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 recap. That was an especially good one. It was. Thank you. All right. So, last time, now that we're back to Harry Potter, <laughs> uh, Harry heard the disembodied voice again on his way to a Quidditch match. And Hermione thought she might have figured something out. So, of course, where'd she go? Ran off to the library. But Quidditch gets canceled, and Hermione has been petrified. So Harry, yep, Harry and Ron go to ask Hagrid about the Chamber of Secrets. But when they get there, Cornelius Fudge, Minister of Magic, hauls Hagrid off to Azkaban, and Lucius Malfoy gets Dumbledore kicked out. Bye. So Hagrid lets on that maybe the boys should follow the spiders if they want to know some stuff. And they also should feed Fluffy. I mean, Fang. Fang. Whoa. <laughs> fluffy's
2: feeding uh himself
4: yeah <laughs> you could feed fang to fluffy this is true um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but isn't it
2: like wouldn't that be a cannibalistic thing to i do? would oh think so God.
4: yeah i
2: don't know if well, the animals still
1: like uh go by those rules yeah but like it'd be
2: different like don't like don't cows and like animals get sick when they're fed like meat that well first of all they're not supposed yeah. to eat but like they, that's, I think, how they got mad cow disease. Correct me if I'm wrong. I have no idea. I, I know pigs will right. eat that anything. That sounds familiar. Yeah, that's a, did you know they're like, vicious? Yeah, a, lot on, like, a, a lot of people on, like, a thousand mad. ways to die, like, you get by a hog, and you pass out, the hog's going to eat you. I'm like, that's a horrible and terrifying way to die. A lot of those are con- who head contusions. So uh,
1: be careful on the farm, y'all.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Dude, so speaking mad, of though.
3: wild animals. <laughs> oh my God. What do so, we talk about on this
2: podcast? <laughs> Harry Potter. (laughs) This is a
3: a good one so far.
2: (laughs) Ron and Harry take Hagrid's advice to to follow the spiders, sneaking out after midnight under Harry's cloak with Fang. They head into the Forbidden Forest, find the Ford Angley and a whole lot of spiders, much to Ron's chagrin. They almost get eaten, but they are saved by the car, and it ends up end up back in their room with Harry realizing he may already know someone with a connection to the Chamber of Secrets. Ba, ba, ba. Who could it be?
4: Creepy. We don't know. Or do we? Da, 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 da. I like it how you me? said a whole lot of spiders. <laughs> a whole lot of <laughs> A whole lot of
2: I them. like that idea of chagrin.
4: Yeah.
1: Right. I can think of it
2: chagrin falls. Mm-hmm.
1: Alrighty, righty, Rue. So, our chapter begins with the summer creeping onto the grounds, and I am jealous because Ohio weather blows. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sick of it, it, you guys. I apologize to Mother Nature on behalf of everyone today, so hopefully yes. she treats us well. So, the sky and the lake are described as being a periwinkle blue.
4: I literally just reached for the bell, and I don't <laughs> have one. Like, I have conditioned my brain. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're like Pavlov's do- drooling yes. dogs. Yes, <laughs> So there are flowers growing in the greenhouses that are as large as cabbages. Cabbages. (laughs) You're such a cabbage. I want to see these flowers. But the scene is missing something, and that is Hagrid. Mm. So a lot... I know. A lot's been happening since Hagrid was um, taken away wrongfully to Azkaban. No visitors are allowed in the hospital wing because Madame Pomfrey thinks that the attacker might return to finish off the people who have been petrified, which means that Harry and Ron can't visit Hermione. There's also no Dumbledore. So basically Hogwarts is not feeling like Hogwarts. Yep. And fear is widespread across the castle because when Dumbledore was there, he pretty much made them all feel safe. I know that like, I would feel much safer if Dumbledore was there. Rather than not being there.
4: Yeah.
3: Yep. Not that McGonagall doesn't do a good job. No. But, correct.
4: But, I mean, Dumbledore just has less author- like authoritative, but like soft and calming yeah. presence. Yeah. In his past, know? like mm-hmm. defeating Grindelwald and all right. that. Yeah. yeah. He's a BA. So, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So I'm going to just insert a question in here because I didn't want to forget about it. Um, where did Dumbledore go during this time? Your mom's house.
3: His vacation home in Majorka. Should, should this be our listener question of the week and I'll put it we
1: on our social
4: it.
3: channels? Ooh. Do it, do it, my
4: dear. All righty. Where'd he go? Where did he Ooh, go? You know? I'm picturing him in like swimming trunks like <laughs> on the beach. But I doubt you know that because you know he was worried about the school. Isn't
2: it in um, Merlin, um, the sword in the stone where Merlin is like with his long beard and like swimming trunks? Or I am I think so. do of something when they, else?
1: When they turn into the fish?
2: Yeah, or something. Maybe.
1: I have it's been a while since I've seen, that, I well, seen that
4: movie. Well, maybe we you uh, like could tell grown years, up so kids to. Uh, get it's so get to good. That's it. one of my favorite movies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shout out. Do you want to do um, us for that movie, Sarah?
2: It's one of my favorites. You should. Yeah, see? Dude, I'm digging it. Yeah. yeah. So like comes, I think it's when he like comes back from um, Bermuda, and he's in vacation
1: mode.
3: Dumbler exactly. Very Slytherin thing to do. Oh, I got kicked out of school. I'm just going to go on vacation. That's very (laughs) Merlin. Very Megan. Oh yeah.
1: (laughs) Um. So yeah, I just wanted to pose that because I'm feeling like, did you? They don't still have a place at Godric's Hollow, do they?
3: The double Could they stay
1: at school
2: year round?
3: Mm-hmm. I think some I teachers think do, so. but I would think that not all of them. Well, we know Snape doesn't, right?
2: No, he has and... a house. Um,
1: doesn't maybe he all... went to Snape's house? Maybe. Nobody's there.
2: Maybe they had sleepovers. That's they braided weird. each other's hair. Maybe <laughs> he stayed at the
4: Hog's Head with Aberforth. I, I thought of any, that, but know. they hate each other. Yeah, I know. I don't
2: think he hates each other. He them. doesn't ha- ever yeah, Well, has feelings towards him.
4: hate's a strong word,
1: you know, that always derives from They've, something else. And bad rift. blood, you
2: know? Yeah, there's a rift. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, we can speculate more about that later if we uh, want to come back to it. Yeah. Never. So Harry spent a lot of his time trying to figure out um, Dumbledore's parting words to them, and it was pretty much confusing the crap out of him. So I'm going to just read a quick blip from the chapter. It says, Harry constantly repeated Dumbledore's final words to himself. I will only truly have left this school when none here are loyal to me. Help will always be given at Hogwarts to those who ask for it. And then Hagrid's parting words were much more straightforward because it's Hagrid. And that's just how he does it. Um, But Harry couldn't find any spiders left in the castle. And think about that. Yeah. Think about how many spiders are in that castle to begin Ugh. with. Think about—you don't even know how many spiders are in your stinking house. Let's not talk What's about it. And we're—well, ta- you swallow like three of like that. <laughs> but like, think about how many have already exited the castle. Like, that's a crazy amount. Yeah. Especially because they probably see them all the time, and spiders are always talked about in these books. So that's. Pretty
2: significant.
1: <laughs> Giggle at my spiders. Spiders. Students are being escorted from class to class, and many of them feel good about that, and they feel safe because of it, but Harry's not really into that because he has no chance to actually search for spiders because he's always being watched. And then there's one lovely person who is enjoying this terrifying atmosphere, and that is, is Mr. Mouse.
2: Boy. Is anyone shocked? No. No. <laughs> he's very much a weasel. <laughs> Is he I, a weasel.
3: I just don't... I guess I just don't understand why he's enjoying this. Like, I mean, I guess he feels safe, probably, because he's yes. pure blood. But, like, I know deep down there, Draco yes. has a heart. It's so- all a
2: fine, it's all a front. Well, I don't think he, like... I think at this point he's still, like, a rotten kid where he hasn't really... Yeah, that's true. He had too many like troubles in his life yet. So yeah. I think that like the, the the Draco that we see later on he hasn't changed yet. He's so he's so, still right now a spoiled kid. Spoiled and rotten kid. Also,
4: so. we know that the book or the diary got there because of Lucius. So even if Draco mm-hmm. isn't aware of that Lucius is still going to be like, yes, like my plan is working. So maybe he's in a better mood, and maybe that That's makes why Draco, Draco. kind of be in a better mood because That's Dad isn't like. I kind of also have this like personal
3: head of Lucius being somewhat abusive towards Draco. So yes. whether it's emotionally or verbally, verbally not yeah. necessarily physically, but. Well,
1: um, I mean, but maybe it could be because if you think about the way that not ne- not to say that I'm putting. The way that uh, Lucius views uh, Draco as on the same level as the way that he treated Dobby, but you know he would like right. backhand right. Dobby and beat you know what out of him. So yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if Draco's gotten like a backhand or something like that True. every every once in a while. And I'm not talking about a spanking for your kid. I'm talking about a slap to like the face. Or right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. I yeah. could just see him just off the wall being like, "You idiot! That mudblood beat
3: you or whatever," and just like, yeah, like
1: in scores or talking
3: yes. about
4: hermione that's so sad i think I definitely he's emotionally
3: that. abused by his father though for sure yeah. oh
4: yeah i mean like yeah i see it
2: well we should all just say we're speculating this we don't know yeah, 100 percent. yeah yeah yeah
4: yeah, yeah. That's to
1: think about pretty much my head too. too. so um malfoy is gloating to crab and goyle about how his father basically got rid of Dumbledore single-handedly, which, hey, he pretty much did. And um, he and his father think that he is the worst headmaster, and they would want a headmaster that wouldn't want the chamber to be closed, but to just, you know, remain open. And Malfoy suggests to Snape, that he should be the, snape, the head, the snake Master. <laughs> I'm the master of the snakes. Snapey, snape snape, 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 Snapey, snape He should be the headmaster, and Snape smirks and he kind of brushes it off. But I think it says he is like a thin smile or something like that. Foreshadowing.
3: Mm, oh, like majorly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and but Snape is like you know the headmaster is going to be back soon because you know I mean Snape ha- has nothing but. Respect for Dumbledore. Yeah, so.
3: Snape knows that it's not going to last.
1: Yeah. Um, but just at this moment, it was really too bad that he didn't catch it because um, Sheamus pretended to uh, vomit in the corner in his cauldron. <laughs> 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 and um, so I just wanted to read a little Malfoy quote from this chapter because he's just so uh, poetic. Um, I'm quite surprised that the Mudbloods haven't all packed their bags by now, Malfoy went on. Bet you five galleons! Oops, there we go. The next one dies. Pity it wasn't Granger. That's
3: nice. What do
1: you like that?
3: A little twerp. I know. <laughs>
1: twerp. So Ron well, I could say t- a
3: much worse <laughs> word, but I'm not going to. <laughs> this is a G-rated podcast. Yeah. From time Woo. to
1: time. Is Culture. A All right. Malfoy's is it the a Chamber drunk. of Secrets?
2: could be grandma's ghost walking through me
1: could be but ron at this ron goes into attack mode and uh yeah i probably would too because the love of his life life. jeez
0: get out of my head
1: (laughs) but it went unnoticed because the changing of the classes happened at exactly that time and ron really can't afford any more detentions as of his second year i mean come on she's <laughs> cold chill shaking over here it's <laughs> kind of weird um so then we're going to herbology and the class was pretty subdued because two of their number were petrified hermione and justin and the students are pruning Absinian? that's what i was gonna say shrivel figs and i literally couldn't find anything on these
4: yeah, I don't know what those are.
1: All I found was that it was in Harry Potter.
4: <laughs>
1: and I was like, okay, well, that doesn't help me at, at all.
4: That's like when I looked up Oliver Wood and it said parents, Mr. Wood Mr. and Mrs. Wood. <laughs> <laughs> Hagrid's dad, Mr. Hagrid.
1: <laughs> um, and Harry comes face to face with Ernie since their um, incident together. And Ernie apologizes for his behavior towards Harry And then Ernie starts to speculate about like who the real attacker could be, since he now knows like it's not Harry because Harry would never have attacked um, Hermione. And he suggests Malfoy. But I have to, I have to say this: like these are kids, and it's really awesome for this kid to come straight up to Harry and to apologize Mm -hmm. for being wrong. Shout out to Hufflepuff, honestly. I really, really like that because you usually, you know might not get that with with kids or especially I mean especially adults
4: yeah like
1: if you're wrong like admitting that you're wrong is something that generally most people find difficult to do Mm -hmm. so the fact that he went to his space and apologized for what he had said because all he was doing was trying to protect a friend you know whether or not he was right or wrong and who he thought hurt his friend or was going to hurt his friend like that's just what he was doing. So it's a human nature and it's understandable. And I really like that 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 uh, Ernie did this. So I just wanted to make sure that I got that in there. I agree. Yeah,
2: it's all
4: right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's not something that would normally happen. So I like it.
4: Mm-hmm. I agree.
1: And um, so after Ernie suggests that it could be Malfoy, Ron gets super snotty about
2: it. And he's like, oh, well, that's a good idea. <laughs> I can just be like, oh, really, Malfoy? Hmm, I never thought of it. Yeah. All right, moving on. Ron. Stop talking to my friend. Harry was
1: Harry was quick to forgive Ernie, but Ron is not. I would I, be Ron. I would be because Ron. Because <laughs> he's just, he's being protective. It's one of those human nature things. Oh, you talked garbage about my friend saying that he was like the heir of Slytherin, right? So, it's going to take me a little bit to to get over that.
2: Which I get. I'd probably be safe. Well, and realistically, I get that he's like, "Oh, you would have never attacked your friends." But like say if he truly was evil, like Tom probably would have done the same stuff like he does. Yeah. He really have friends. I'm like opening the Chamber of Secrets.
1: If he knew that the way to become immortal was to <laughs>
2: kill bellatrix and like eat her heart he, he would yeah for sure was that too K- deep well jk rowling even said at some point he's like he never loved anybody he nope. loved power
1: mm-hmm.
2: so like say harry really was that evil of a guy he, he could have attacked his friends could have so could have just a thought to think a thought to think mm-hmm.
1: as they're in class harry notices spiders moving Notice, none are inside the castle, but they're outside. <laughs> and I said, Clever Joe. Name that movie. Not Joe, but no, anybody? Bueller? Yeah. Not that movie. Nope. What do they say? Clever girl. Come oh, on. Jurassic
4: Park. There it is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, Muldoon. What? No, I'm going to ask you for a question. Lightning bolt? Okay. Yeah. All right. So
1: spiders are scuttling in a straight line headed right towards the forest. That made Ron pretty unhappy to see. And then I made a note about Ron's character at this moment. He isn't, like, fully into his brave, like, Gryffindor trait yet. Um, and that... This task that he has to, like, come up against is the most difficult for him because it's literally his biggest fear. Yeah. Like, this is what his boggart is. And, um...
3: But he does it, and that's what makes him Gryffindor. Right. And then I just
1: wanted, I said, shout out to Ron for freaking facing his fear. He's
2: yeah. doing it for love. That's
1: right. And I said, it's his fate that he faces these things so young, because I feel like it trains him and toughens him up for when he has to help Harry yeah, save the Wizarding World. Sure. I mean, even though he obviously falters a little bit, which, you know, we'll get to that. and in- He's just a, He's human. a human. being. Seven yeah. years. <laughs> okay. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's like, it's like he's training. <laughs> mm-hmm. Literally. Training. Literally all these books are them training for the end. Um, and then we go to another class. So this chapter is just full of like different classes. We're just running around. Which I think here. is super
3: fun. Like this is some of my favorite parts of the book. Like just day to day student life. That is what I like craved the most when reading.
1: Yeah, I agree. Because it, like, you felt like, I don't know, because you're, I was younger when I read these, so I'd be like, oh, how would my school be like Hogwarts? Science is
2: potions.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Anyways, so during Defense Against the Dark Arts class, the boys decide to um, go under the cloak to venture out to, to follow the spiders that night. And they also decide to take Fang with them because he knows the forest.
3: How intuitive of them.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: I think that that's very smart, even though he's a bloody coward.
3: <laughs> well, and
2: it, I think that like he's also like a comfort to them. Yeah, right. you know, like yeah. they have a piece that like they're familiar with, and familiar with like, a MacGregor. It's a piece of him kind of there. He can't be with them.
1: Yeah, right. and so they're they're pretty much deciding to to do this tonight because they, they get kind of annoyed by Lockhart because Lockhart's all he's. You know, he's pumped up. He's feeling good. He's like, don't you people realize the danger has passed. The culprit has been taken away. And even Dean Thomas is skeptical of this. And he says, says who? Right. And he says, my my dear young man, the Minister of Magic, wouldn't have taken Haggard if he hadn't been 100% sure that he was guilty, said Lockhart. And the tone of someone explaining that one, one and one make two. So he's telling him, like, hey, you're an idiot. But it just it just pisses the boys off. Like it just makes them really mad. They're like, no, it's not Hagrid. Like that's the school is not safe. Like it, if
2: anything, it's it's more dangerous at this time. Right. And it just like makes me mad that like don't talk to me about Hagrid. Like uh-huh. I get it. He can sometimes be, you know, Silly. Um, not silly, but like with the with the creatures that he like partake, takes him. Like, but like that, he he's around, so that responsible.
4: There yeah there but
2: He deep down, he cares. Like he's a caring person because he cares for all these animals. He cares for all these kids. Mm-hmm. Like, think about the he way that like don't he, ever talk bad about Hagrid. I will come for you.
1: Think about the way that he <laughs> weeps over Harry's quote unquote
0: like thinking about body. it Makes me want to cry. <laughs>
2: As he's carrying him. Like, think about, like, when Aragog dies or, like, any of the animals. Like, it's just, like, such a loving, caring person. And you don't think of that when you think of, like, a giant man with, like, a huge burly beard. Like, mm-hmm. that's not the type of person.
1: He's just a lover, guys. Yeah. He's just a, a, a lovey teddy bear. Um, So, talking about the forest, they're saying they're going to take Fang. Ron mentions that there's werewolves in the forest, and I said, are there really, or is this just a rumor from Lupin's days?
3: I think it's a rumor.
1: I do, too. I don't think they're that in the seems, forest. Yeah. I don't think Dumbledore would have allowed, uh, what is that? Uh, no, they don't call it Coven, that's vampires. A pack? A pack? Did they call it a pack? Yeah, I and think they it a pack. There. But, like, okay.
3: mostly, I remember, um, like, in later in later books, whenever Lupin is part of the Order, he goes to, like, the mountains to find the wolves, doesn't he?
4: The werewolves. All I know is he just, like, goes underground. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's, like, literally underground. Mm-hmm.
1: When I think I'm of underground, sure I think, I think goes, they're, great. like, I
4: don't know. under...
1: Like in the sewers of cities and stuff. Yeah,
4: you might. I don't be know. Right, though I don't. It's been I a feel, long
3: time. But I, but I feel like it's very isolated and away from anything is where they kind of all congregate. Yeah. Come on,
4: Lupin expert, where are you at? That's why I'm doing this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Harry gets a little spooked by the thought of that, and he brings up two good things in the forest: unicorns and centaurs. Because he's trying to like be like, but there's good things in the forest too, like not all bad right well get ready right (laughs) yeah um so like i said before lockhart's been in the best mood and um so that mood makes harry so mad it says he he basically yearns to throw a copy of gadding with ghouls at Mm -hmm. lupin at
2: lupin at lockhart's
1: stupid face (laughs) (laughs) it says that
2: it's interesting to me that, like, Harry would think that not Ron. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Ron is the one you're, like, thinking he's gonna be, like, his stupid face. His stupid face, yep. You know, you know little, it must like, be that. Harry is thinking
3: that.
1: Yeah, and it's only book two. We're not talking book five here, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. And so, guys, tonight
2: we follow the spiders. <laughs> Can it be butterflies? No. Why
4: can't it be the
2: butterflies? I'll be honest, though. Butterflies also freak me out. Yeah,
4: I don't like bugs in general.
2: Sorry for all our bug lovers. Butterflies
4: are cute unless they're like right up close on you. Then they're a they, little creepy.
2: They can, all bugs can be far away from me. I'm not a bug
4: person.
2: <laughs> All right.
3: All right. So, yes, we follow the spiders. Harry and Ron wait until well past midnight to leave the common room. So I wonder what that means. I feel like it probably means like almost 1 a.m. Or well, probably.
2: I would think like 1 to 2. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Real
3: late. Because not only do they want to wait until, you know, the grounds and everything are quiet, but Fred and George, Fred and George were staying up late playing Exploding Snap. Uh, that's with noisy. Them. That's annoying. Yeah. I think that that's a weird thing to be playing like super late at night. It's Fred and George. George. Well, maybe you can't hear it in the sleeping parts. Yeah. Maybe yeah. there's, are like
2: that's silence. True. Yeah. Um, but Ginny
3: yes. is also hanging out with them in Hermione's chair, which makes me a little bit sad. I feel like the trio- Jenny.
2: B-T-F-O.
3: <laughs>
4: the trio is, Whoa. like, always, like, waiting for people to go to bed so they can sneak out. Like, do you think everyone else is like, these kids never sleep. When do they ever go to bed? <laughs> yeah.
2: Maybe there's other kids waiting to sneak out, but- <laughs> Maybe they can never do it
4: because the
1: trio is always sneaking
3: out. They're like, Harry left again. Dang it, go to bed. <laughs> um so again as they're trying to sneak out of the castle it's very crowded with people walking and monitoring um to make sure that everything is safe but eventually they make it to haggard's hut and fang is super happy to see them who has been letting him out because this makes me mad as a dog owner yeah Yeah. i don't know i'm sure someone has yeah someone
1: has does he have Puppy pads in there.
2: <laughs> no, I'm sure that
3: he—he's a little dog door. Yeah, he does. I'm
2: sure someone's been letting him out. Who? Does, oh,
3: can that's you, a good maybe, question.
4: Maybe Professor what? Sprout
3: has been helping be. Haggard out. Somebody can better
4: you, be. All I'm saying. Can you see the teachers like taking different turns to so, like Flitwick goes out there and gets totally like barreled over <laughs> by oh, thing. Flitwick
1: would oh. totally let him.
4: Yeah.
3: He needs played with too. Though, oh, it just makes me sad. <laughs> Um, but Fang is barking so much that Harry and Rod feed him treacle toffee to glue his teeth together so that he doesn't wake anybody up in the castle.
2: I <laughs> love oh, snack This is like a part where I think about, I like at the beginning of the book when they first like are visiting Hagrid and he, like Harry can't answer because he's eating the toffee and his yes. teeth are stuck yeah. together. So it's like those little bits were like, oh, this is important. It's going to come back later on they feed it to the
3: dog. Yeah, yeah. Is this the first
4: time that Harry uses Lumos in the books? It could be. It might be because he says Lumos, and then Ron's like, "Oh, good idea! Like Mm -hmm. I would do it too, but I'll blow something up." I think so. I can't remember. I don't remember
2: hearing it before.
1: Yeah, I don't think they said it in uh, Sorcerers or Philosophers, if you will.
3: Hmm. Um, So they use Lumos, and then they follow (laughs) two. Thank you. (laughs) Spiders, and I want to know how the heck they see two spiders in the dark in the grass.
1: Magic. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: are they, they might be um, larger than normal spiders. Also, true
4: too. I guess Harry is a seeker and he's supposed to see things. This is true. Very easily, true. So. He
2: also wears glasses, so he has, his eyesight is like 20 20 a bit.
1: He's better at vision than spiders are at crawling fast. <laughs> Dwight Schrute would say. And, and he's better at vision. If you're looking for it, you
3: know, yeah,
1: are him. Yeah. So it's they like, follow... uh... Never mind. mind. Sorry.
3: No, I've lost my thought. Okay. Um. So they follow those two spiders into the forest with Thing, and they walk for almost 20 minutes without saying anything to each other. The trees start getting so thick that you can't even see the stars anymore. And everything outside of Harry's wand light is pitch black. This would absolutely terrify my me. My heart's
4: like racing thinking about it. You ain't no nose. I am not a fan
3: of that.
2: I would be okay if I had a friend with me.
3: That would definitely like make that. it better. But I don't know, like some like I don't I don't like to say that I'm like that I have claustrophobia. Claust yeah. But I think yep. that sometimes I do. And it's like claustrophobic in the forest? Yeah, because it's Are you talking so about What are we no, talking about? No, because it's so dark and then like you don't have a sense
4: of direction. Literally because like it's pitch black. The darkness is pressing in on you. Yeah,
3: that's kind of what I envision whenever I like read this part is that like I yeah, the, the darkness is just like pressing against you.
4: That's deep. Man. Yeah.
3: That's yeah. deep. I don't know. Okay. So it's the spiders funny. eventually wander off the path that they've been following. Um, and even though Hagrid had once warned them to not leave the path, they decide to follow the spiders because they think that that's more important. So they continue on and they walk for another half an hour. Yep. Sorry. Um, and the ground slopes downward. The trees are still getting thicker. Uh, and then Fang suddenly lets out a great echoing bark making both Harry and Ron jump out of their skins. They hear something moving. Can
4: you imagine like you're walking and in the silent woods? Yeah, and again, you can't see
3: anything outside of your wand light. That would just terrify me.
4: Actually, We I'm need sorry. to
3: insert a
1: uh, Fozzie Bear Bark.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it does not sound like that. He sounds
3: tough.
1: Okay. <laughs>
3: however, it is not a spider. It is the Fort Anglia so that's hello mr weasley's car was standing empty in the middle of a circle of thick trees under a roof of dense branches its headlights ablaze as ron walks open mouthed toward it it moved slowly toward him exactly like a large turquoise dog greeting its owner (laughs) the sides of the car were scratched and smeared with mud and apparently it had taken to trundling around the forest on its own so it basically turned wild in the forest um The car seems to have scared the spiders off and they've lost the trail of them. But dot dot dot
0: Hey there. Right now you're listening to Swish and Flick, but with a switch and a flip, you could find yourself on an unexpected adventure. I'm Lane. And I'm Iz. And we're an unexpected podcast, Talking Tolkien. We're just a couple of hobbits. Or a ranger and a wizard. Coming to you from the Shire of America. The beautiful state of Ohio. And you can join us on an epic reread of The Lord of the Rings and much, much more. Of course, after you're done swishing. And flicking. Check us out on iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. And on Instagram and Twitter at UptalkinTolkien. And join our Facebook page An Unexpected Podcast to join the book club conversation and our fellowship. There's no telling where you'll be swept off to. We'll see you in the Shire. And remember, Frodo
4: lives. (laughs) But suddenly, Harry, Ron, and Fang are picked up by something. Something that's making weird clicking sounds. Hold on, hold
3: on. What does Harry do?
4: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) One of the most iconic moments of the movies. (laughs) And all Harry knew was that Ron looked terrified. And he was looking, I think it was like 10 feet above his head. at something behind him. So whatever was holding Harry was marching on six immensely long and hairy legs. And the front two legs were clutching him tightly um, below a pair of shiny black terrifying so whatever's i don't scaring like him that. yeah me either mm-hmm. this whole what, section like, carried away oh, this whole section is like, so detailed and the way she describes it like it scares me
1: i wonder if she had like a dream about like a nightmare about this or something could yeah, be i don't
4: know it is, the is she afraid of, of spiders um
1: she puts herself as hermione right
3: yeah so i'm not sure
1: I I mean, she could put, you know, little traits of herself in each of them, but I I guess... Twitter! Dear Joe, are you afraid of
4: spiders? (laughs) (laughs) So it seems that they're headed into the heart of the forest, and the darkness lets up enough so that Harry can see that the ground is now full of spiders. So they reach the edge of this big hollow, the trees clear, and I wanted to read a little bit out of the um, book. The stars shone brightly on the worst scene he had ever laid eyes on. Yup. Spiders. (laughs) Not tiny spiders like those surging over the leaves below. Spiders the size of cart horses. Eight eyed, eight legged, black, hairy, gigantic. I love the way she describes that. Like it's just single words. Mm hmm. Oh, it's so scary. Yes, ma'am. Double eights. Ooh. (laughs) Thank you. So I wanted to do a little bit of an Acromantula profile. They didn't really have much on Aragog that isn't described in the chapter, so I just went for the creature itself. So Mm -hmm. they're usually um, they have thick black hair that covers their bodies and a leg span reaching up to 15 feet. Gross. Black 15.
2: (laughs) Isn't there eight or no? I lied.
4: (laughs) (laughs) They yes, they have 15 legs. Um, they are capable of human speech and they possess near human intelligence. They're what the heck? Yeah, terrifying. That's not how did okay. that get that way? I don't know, but it's not okay. Um, they're <laughs> untrainable, man-eating, and highly dangerous. And they typically originate. Yes, they're a man eater. Oh my god! <laughs> Sarah's always coming in with the sings. <laughs> The, oh, tunes, the tunes. The um, tunes. So they originate normally in Borneo, which I looked up. It's the third largest island in the world, and it's the mm-hmm. largest in Asia. Mm-hmm. And they usually yeah. inhabit dense jungles. So I guess the forest works for them.
3: Yeah, but uh, they are not in Asia. No. This ain't. <laughs> yeah.
4: This is not Asia, no. So I was...
3: they get. Interesting.
4: They get carried into this misty domed web. But. And there's all these spiders around them, clicking their little pincers, all excited. And Fang's so scared, he's not even howling anymore. Ron looks like he's silently screaming, and his eyes are popping. Thank you. (laughs) And the spiders, oh, they can talk. How nice. And they're all chanting Aragog. Super creepy. Aragog. Aragog. (laughs) Aragog. Aragog. what's happening and from the middle of that web a spider the size of a small elephant
2: a small elephant a small elephant
4: elephant i can't Gross. elephant
3: think
2: of just um, how many pounds a small elephant is i think it's like 400
3: no it's it makes like me want to two ralph. tons or something isn't it
4: oh, god i don't know it's too much hmm,
2: um, i don't know Maybe I'm thinking of a baby elephant.
4: What's the size of a small elephant? Google too it. Too big for a spider. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, this spider seems to be very old. There's gray in his hair, and his eyes are all milky white. So Get it again! He's blind. But, Guys! But uh, doesn't stop him from being horribly, horribly terrifying. Mm-mm. For some reason,
1: for some reason... However, many rereads, especially of this book, because it's the one I owned for a long time. No clue rereading this that he was blind.
2: Really? <laughs> oh, but like, wait, wait, wait. But is Not he blind? Clue. Yes, yeah, it says yeah. he's blind. Do, no, no, no. Does it say he's blind? Yes. Yeah. I don't think it did. It,
4: it does. does. It just says his
2: eyes are milky white. No, no it that does that he's says blind.
4: he's blind. He was blind. Because I wrote in all
2: caps in my notes. I said, "What? He's
4: blind." Yeah. So of this. His age. This spider I has to be no like fifty he is fifty years old. Yeah. I did not remember that. Did you guys remember that? Yeah, I remember. I
2: know. I know. In the movie, they say that he's blind. He's like, I never saw any part of the castle, which is not true. I he's thought in because the book. he was in his box. Yeah. No, maybe. he he does. He's like the only part of the castle I ever saw was the cupboard, like where I was where he kept me. But he wasn't blind when he was. Well, yeah, I in cool. figured. just figured. But maybe- like, I think in the movie they say he's blind. Is what I'm saying. No, they say it in the book. I, I know that. What I'm saying me. go ahead. I'm saying <laughs> that he was always blind in the movies, oh. which is not true. Well,
4: I never thought of it that
2: way. Me
3: neither. I always just assumed that it was like I never saw anything but the inside of. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. I did too.
1: But yeah, when I said that he was blind, I was like, "Oh my gosh! I didn't realize it."
3: Yeah.
1: Hmm.
4: Poor little Aragog.
1: Just, I mean, just a little thing that I, you know, forgot over the years.
4: Mm-hmm. Also, while Sarah's looking that up, me and Meg saw the Aragog that they use in the films. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah, definitely the size of a small elephant. Freaking huge. Yeah. And terrifying. Yeah. yeah.
2: What? But he's blind? Yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: Almost not, have nothing to do with what we're talking about. Okay. I'm just thinking, like, of all the other, are all the other spiders the same size? Or go, uh, close to his size? I feel like he's like the king of them, so he might be bigger. I think. Well, and he's, he's probably the oldest, oldest yeah. so he is probably bigger. But, like, do you think they're still, like, relatively huge? Oh, yeah. Oh, Just think yeah. of, like, cart
4: horses. Yeah. Fort Anglia
2: plowing through them all. Yeah,
4: they're the size of cart horses, man. Yeah. That's not okay. I have
2: a picture of me in front of the Fort Anglia.
4: Yeah. Well, ain't that special.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Interesting.
4: All right.
3: Blue Sarah.
2: Oh, I didn't know if she was done or not. <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm <am> done.
2: <laughs> well all right. So Aragog tells his little spiders to kill the strangers that <laughs> they found little. in their hollow.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, but they're you know little they're friends. little to him. <laughs> Ron is freaking out and Harry shouts that they're friends of Hagrid's. Aragog doesn't seem to care or believe them because Hagrid has never sent people to his hollow before. But Harry tells him that Hagrid's in trouble and has sent them to him. Um, Harry tells them that people are at the school. People at the school think that Hagrid is was has set something on the students, um, and that they have taken him to Azkaban. So, Aragog then furiously clicks his pincers and tells Ron and Harry how many years ago, um, how it was many years ago, and he remembers it well. And that is why they made him leave the school. They believed that Aragog was the monster that was um, in what they called the Chamber of Secrets, and that Hagrid opened the chamber and set him free. We found out that I- Era guy in the castle, and that a traveler gave him to Hagrid when he was an egg, and Hagrid was a young boy. Who do we think this is? Well, I said it's very similar to when Hagrid got the dragon egg. Or True. Is it new? I'm just saying it's a similar situation. Not it really, or. no, it is, but I'm just yeah. saying I want it to be new. Do you want it to be? new? I can see it being new, but it seems like like a sticky situation.
3: I, just, well, I he would want to
2: silly with her yeah I, I just don't been thinking, want like, newt
3: to be responsible for everything like that you I know. Do. like like i guess i wouldn't mind it but like there's rumor that you know he has a connection with the maledictus and nagini now and then he has a connection with fox and he might have a connection with aragog i mean whatever what if we it's find cool that newt he... is
1: the center of
4: all evil Oh no!
3: Evil, evil. Fox is evil.
4: Though Newt will officially be the first bad Hufflepuff. There it is. <laughs> no, um, he's
2: awesome.
4: But it's interesting to think
2: like because I did think I'm like, who do you think would have given it to him? But like, I I can't see. I hope that I wouldn't see Newt giving him like an animal like that.
4: I mean, it's um, an acromantula. They're they're literally poisonous. But at the same time, we're talking. But you're about giving Newt. it to him. <laughs> Who literally. Yeah, but he's, how old was think... he? 13? <sighs> Wasn't he
2: in his third yeah. year, him being Hagrid? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Who, so who knows? knows? I don't
2: know, um, but like, you know. Just
3: think about it. Newt really doesn't find any creatures to be dangerous. He doesn't even think that.
2: No, a... but I, I think he's more. Um, the people around the animals yeah. are more dangerous. So, like, why would you give this to a kid that's in a third year in school full of other kids that are probably. More willing to kill the spider than protect it and everything else. Not Hagrid being true. that person, but everybody else.
4: Yeah. So that would be the
2: reason why I don't think he would give
4: it to him. He does keep a thing called a swooping evil in his pocket, though. I mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. It's true.
2: So Hagrid um, cared for him, kept him in a cupboard in a box, and fed him scraps. He calls Hagrid his good friend and a good man. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Hagrid protected him when Aragog and Hagrid were blamed for the death of that girl, and Hagrid still visits him in the forest, and found him a wife, Mosag, um, which I looked up to see if that like, meant anything. But apparently, and it is on UrbanDictionary.com, but I also found this on the lexicon, that Mosag is an urban slang for a very ugly girl. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <Jeez. laughs> which is kind of fitting, because she's a spider. Yeah, Dang. this is true. Um, So... Now they have a family of their own that has grown, as you can see, because there's many a spider. So Harry confirms that Aragog never attacked anyone um, and that it's his, in, but it's his instinct. But out of respect for Hagrid, Aragog never did. He never saw any part of the castle except for the cupboard that he lived in. And he was nowhere close to the bathroom where the girl was discovered dead. And Harry asks if you know what um, is attacking the students because it's back. Aragog responds with, the thing that lives in the castle is an ancient creature we spiders fear above all others. We, well do I remember how I pleaded with Hagrid to let me go when I sensed the beast moving about the school. Aragog goes on to say, um, to, we do not speak of it. We do not name it. We, I never e- even told Hagrid the name of that dreadful creature or the dread creature though he asked me many times. So, like, I was thinking we can compare this to how people won't speak Voldemort's names. Like, yep. they're terrified. The fear in them is so much that they won't even speak his name. Mm-hmm. Um, so Harry, knowing that they aren't going to get any more information out of Aragog, um, he and Ron go to leave. But Aragog is not letting them leave. He's, like, going to let his children have a little snack. <laughs> You know, they're hungry. It's just
1: a snack guys. Yeah. It's
3: just a little, you
1: know, a little people. I just yeah.
3: being so terrified whenever you hear him go, Goodbye, friends yeah. of Hagrid. Friends of Hagrid. Oh.
2: And just friends. And I
3: was like, What? No. Yeah.
2: So Harry reaches for his wand, but knows that there are too many spiders to actually win in this fight. But out of nowhere, a blaze of light flamed through the hollow, and it's the Ford Anglia. Dun, 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 here to save the day. <laughs> So Ron and Harry get in the car with Fang. The car is running itself without Ron having to push on the accelerator and it drives through a bunch of spout- spiders and plows through the forest. Which is, again, what I'm thinking, like, A, the spiders are going to be dead or pretty banged up and so is the car.
4: Yeah, there's going to be some dents. Can you imagine those guts? You know when you, like, smash Ugh. a spider? And it's oh, yeah. Those... Imagine oh my. A cart horse no size. Think of, like, I don't you know if anyone's to think about that. I
1: don't
2: know if anyone's ever like killed a pregnant spider before, but think of hitting that. <gasps> oh, no, oh, little babies, babies spraying.
4: I literally oh. just shuddered.
2: <laughs> that happened to me last summer, but I was outside, so it was all right. You make me want to bark. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. So Harry asks Ron if he's okay, but he can't speak. Fangs <laughs> howling in the backseat. So they finally get to the edge of the forest. The car stops suddenly, like so much that they almost get thrown into the windshield thing um, is throwing himself at the window trying to get um, oh. out of the car and like get back home um oh. so harry lets him out he goes to get his cloak um, out of hagrid's hut and he comes out to find ron being sick in the pumpkin
4: patch <laughs> and the Fang, pumpkins were
2: especially large yeah. the following year and <laughs> yeah and ron is saying he's like i'll never forgive hagrid because he made him follow the spiders <laughs>
1: I, can I just say that I feel really, like, reading this chapter, I felt anxious because I wanted to, like, cuddle Fang. Oh, oh
4: yeah.
2: All God. I can think of is Fuzzy Bear, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this dog. Yeah. And this is how good of a person Harry is. So, Harry he goes, I bet he thought Aragog wouldn't hurt friends of his, said Harry. That's exactly Hagrid's problem, said Ron, thumping the wall of the cabin. <laughs> he always thinks monsters aren't as bad as they may- they're made out. And look where it's got him, a cell in Azkaban. He was shivering uncontrollably now. What was the point of sending us in there? We found, what have we found out? I'd like to know. And Harry says that Hagrid never opened the Chamber of Secrets. He was innocent. And Ron gave a loud snort. Evidently, hatching guy in a cupboard wasn't his idea of being innocent.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so they um, finally make it back to their dorm room. And Ron almost immediately falls like, into bed without even changing into his pajamas and like is asleep. But Harry, like, can't sleep. He's trying to figure out what could be lurking in the castle, how it's getting around, how it was killed and wasn't caught. Um, and all he sees are dead ends. And finally, he's about to fall asleep. And he realizes something. Bolts right out of bed. Lighting and wakes. Bolt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wakes Ron up. And he tells him, what if the girl who died in the bathroom never left? Ooh. Whoa. Oh. Could it be? Could it? Could the it? The Myrtle. Of moaning. Oh! Moaning Myrtle <laughs> is the girl who was killed by the creature. Could it be? Who knows? And it was terrorizing the school again. Dun dun. Sometimes Harry can put two and two together without Hermione being around.
4: When I read this the first time, reading it again, I remembered that first time reading it and I was like, Oh my god. Like the connection to my little twelve year old brain, it was blown. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I love it.
1: I love it. Alright, friends, it is the time
4: to hold the lightning of the round. Push on. Sarah, you had one, right?
2: I have a couple, I've been writing them down. Mm.
4: Smart. Yeah, that's
2: to me. So this one's a little titch off topic. Do you think that towards book six that Draco still thinks Dumbledore is the worst headmaster?
4: No. I think he might say it, but I don't think he actually believes it. He might yeah. say it just like, for, no. what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know.
1: Because if you think about it, talking talking into Six, he has,
2: he, I think he's he, totally changed. He can't, he can't kill him. He literally can't. Yeah. Do you think yeah, he could have yeah. killed him in third year, second year, whatever book we're reading? Hell no. Excuse
4: me. Yeah, if he really thought that he was that big of an idiot, maybe Draco wouldn't have had a problem. No, I I, I I mean, deep down, you guys, Draco,
2: he's just a... He's
1: a good dude.
2: Someone on our page said he's misunderstood and they said, yes!
1: Misunderstood slash product of his environment. Just raised in a
3: bad environment, Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, and you know what,
3: guys? He's
1: He's the reason why I'm turning a little bit around
4: on some Snape stuff.
3: Yeah, me too, actually. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to go as far as to say that I I'm like Snape. am a fan Snape, of Snape. Well, but the he choices
1: can... he made were fine and the way he treated kids, blah, blah, blah. We'll get into that. Great Snape debate, whatever. But, like, I can see a little bit. I can see that bit.
3: he also is a product of his environment. And if I can forgive Draco for that. And I think here's my biggest issue, I think, comparing Draco and Snape is that I, and this is one reason why I actually, this is one thing and one reason I like Cursed Child, because it redeems Draco for me. And um, I get to see that side of Draco in Cursed Child, whereas Snape dies and like he does give Harry the memories oh. and that's... You know the the biggest difference between Draco and Snape for me is that, um, and this is one reason why I enjoy Curse Child because Curse Child redeems Draco for me, and I don't really get to see that with Snape. Like he dies too early, so that I can't appreciate what he did does that make sense or i can't like see him become a better person m- as yes. much as i see draco become a better person
1: yeah you just get to but see the behind the scenes you don't get to see right. the aftermath exactly.
2: you also have to think about all of these things that that we see in the first seven books that draco does he's a child True. True. he's not even yep what he's maybe 18 at the end of the seventh book maybe yeah um it depends, like he's, I think his birthday's in June, so he's 18 at the most. How do you he's know a that child. Off the <laughs> so we see him making all these poor choices where Snape is an adult, right? Doing all of these things. So yeah. that's another thing you have to think about that Draco was a kid. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when he was 12, 13 years old, he was kind of an a hole. Yeah. But again, yeah. that's all he knew, right? Yeah. And then by yeah. the time you see six and seven, he's reevaluating everything cause his life is nothing like it was when he was growing up. So mm-hmm. that's another thing to think about, you know,
3: I also compare Draco a little bit to James. Yes. Uh, and if I can if, see that. Yeah. And if James becomes super likable in seventh year enough for Lily to like want to marry him and yep. you know, yep. and then mm-hmm. I, I kind of compare him to James, I guess more than serious because Yeah, he's an idiot whenever he's 11, 12, 13, 14. But, like, as he gets older, he matures. And he also comes into himself a little bit. Whereas Draco is like, you know... I mean, you see that struggle. I actually... I really like how you see Draco's struggle in the movie. The final movie. Because you can really see that he doesn't want to go to the other side to his parents. He really doesn't. Because I think that he really appreciates what harry did for him
2: with the fiend fire
1: half-blood prince crying in the yes. bathroom yes, yes. and
2: it's yeah in the films like god he
3: did so well yeah,
2: yeah. shout yeah. out, out to tom fell to to mm. hey tom
3: hey, do you, hey, you want to come you on yourself. our podcast <laughs> we'll talk we'll about we'll do a, a whole, whole episode,
2: episode talking about you you
3: uh-huh. didn't play guitar for us i was listening uh-huh. to
1: him
2: sing yes. on
3: i just want to hear yeah. him sing
2: yeah all right all right, right. So give it nice. give me give me some more my next question, like, how powerful is the basilisk, like, evilness to scare away spiders that aren't even in the castle? Like, how how far out does that go? Oh, what? Like, a mileage range? Like, they're running away from I, the greenhouses, and they're not close to the castle. I feel not
1: like they're fleeing. They're I
2: like, think they're going to their, like, home, you know? Near I'm not home. saying where they're going, but, like...
1: No, like, to be protected, like, with their fam. What are you saying, Megan? Yeah, fam. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, I think that, like, they just know that they need to get away from the castle, and it, they know where to go that is, like, a safe haven for them. So even though, like, they may they may have seen them in the greenhouses, but they may have originated in the castle,
4: and they just know that they need to keep going. Do you think they okay. fear okay. the basilisk so much? Because if you look at a basilisk, you die, and they have eight eyes. So that's, like, super death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You yeah, guys just- say... For yes. death, yes. death with the cape.
1: <laughs> oh, I can't even handle you tonight, Katie. That's
2: <gasps> what she said.
4: Oh. That's
1: <laughs> All right, you got another one in there. I do,
2: and All this right. is just like a random thought. And I mean, I figure the answer is magic, but <laughs> did Mister Weasley ever put have to put like gas or petrol in the car? And if so, like. Did he, like, like how 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 does it all work? You know what I mean in the Muggle world or in the magic world? Because do we see magic like wizards using cars? No. So like, how did he? Is I that see- another illegal thing that he did? I don't know. I, I say no. I don't think it needs anything. I don't no, know but that that's what I'm saying. Like, else. it was a Muggle car, wasn't that?
1: He probably took all those parts out and just like configured it to be like
4: I something think, else. I think it's now- pixie dust there you go Where's do you think all of
2: him do you think all of the the magical enchantments and spells or whatever he did on the card to like make everybody fit in there make all of the bags fit in there and mm-hmm. all of that stuff and make it run not on using gas or petrol or anything do you think that um that's one of the biggest reasons why it like went feral in the woods because they oh, yeah. in the forest because yeah. you know it was there's just so, so magical, yeah. yeah. And there's, I mean, there's magic in the forest too. So like all of that affected it and turned it right. wild.
1: Yeah. No, I can get on board
2: with all of that. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
1: Yeah. Things to think about. Things to think about.
2: Because then it's like it has a mind of its own.
1: Does. It yeah. All right. Uh, what other lightning bolt round questions can we do? Too? Um. Would you? Do you think you would have passed out had a spider picked you up around the
3: middle? Oh yeah. Probably would vomit. <laughs> I don't know if I oh, would shit. pass out, but it would just, like, I think that my adrenaline would kick in at that point, And I would just be, like, kicking and screaming and, like, yeah. causing yeah. as much of a ruckus as I could to, like, annoy it so that it drops me.
4: The biggest spider I've ever seen is, like, the size of my palm. And that still, like, haunts my dreams. So <laughs> yeah. to have one that's, like, bigger than me. Where did you see one the no. size of your palm? In the shed. <gasps> yeah You're right it was the worst oh thing God. I've ever
3: seen in my life <laughs> yeah. it was but it was mostly legs but still
4: I yeah.
2: will say this like there are some times where I'll see like a bug and I'm totally fine and there's other times where it terrifies me to my core yeah same <laughs> so I'm weird. the same
3: way yeah I don't know it like depends so on the mood like, that I'm it's in
2: a bug and I'll get it and it's all good and there's other times where like it just really freaks me out and I need to walk away <laughs> so yeah. I
1: feel like our listeners are family right Yes. So I'm going to yeah. tell a kind of an embarrassing story about myself because I think it's really funny now. So centipedes, as I've said on the podcast multiple times, are like, like I I like spiders better than I like centipedes because I don't know. There's something it's all about the legs. It's the legs, and it's the fact that I feel like they they know me. They uh <laughs> every time I <laughs> squish your fear. one, they they scream my name. <laughs> Like they just know. <laughs> so this house that I live in currently. Hello, alum. Um, our basement has a few. And and uh, that used to be my workout area. So every morning I would like sneak downstairs and have to like run across the room, turn on the light, and then like look everywhere to see if they're like scurrying anywhere. So long story short, I uh, I am in my bathroom. <laughs> Going to the bathroom. And I happen to look over, and in the sink is a giant centipede staring at me. And it is all I can do, friends, to get my pants up and run out of this bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) And I am screaming, and Fozzie Bear starts freaking out. And Marty's not home, so I literally am an idiot, and I called him screaming, and he thought someone had died. Oh my god! And he's like, just so mad. And so I shut the bathroom door for like over an hour. I wouldn't go in there. He went to go find it to kill it, and he couldn't
4: find it. Oh, and then later that
1: night. No, a little later that night, it was hiding underneath the toilet paper roll, <gasps> waiting for me.
4: No, oh it was yes. coming for you. It knew, oh, and I heard it
1: scream my name as he killed it. <laughs> so uh, you're all welcome for that lovely visual. I hope someone. Either snorts their coffee out or laughs out loud while wearing headphones, and people
2: give them weird looks.
3: Yes, that's always <laughs> the point. Those are my best stories. Whenever <laughs> people say that, I'm like, "Yes, goal accomplished." Yeah.
2: <laughs> I like that when everyone's like, "I literally spit my coffee out." When Sarah was like, "Yeah, Dumbledore dies," I was like, yeah, "That's great." <laughs> yeah. That's why I do this stuff. I do
3: <laughs> spit. Hey, Take guys. You. Dumbledore dies. Spit.
2: Yeah. So does my spirit. <laughs>
1: Alright, do we have any more lightning bolt round questions, or should we go to this fan story?
4: I think fan story. Alright, do it up, Katie. Alright. So this week's fan story comes from Megan Valdez. Uh, she says, my first experience with Harry Potter was in 2002 when I was seven years old. Ding! Sorry. I, me- <laughs> I remember being in an after school program and they played the Sorcerer's Stone movie for us. I was somewhat interested, by my but my mom came and picked me up right before the part where Hagrid takes Harry to Diagon Alley. So I what? didn't really get to see any of the action, it, and I ended up forgetting about it for a while. That's so funny. It's like we couldn't read. We read to write to that part, but she saw to write to that part. Whoa. That's funny. Then in 2003, I remember my third grade teacher having all the books in her classroom, and every day during quiet reading time... I would try to get my hands on one because I was curious, but they were so popular that I never was able to. I especially remember everyone fighting over Order of the Phoenix as it had just come out. One day I was finally able to beat the other students to grab the third book, but obviously since I hadn't read the others, it didn't make much sense and I only read one or two chapters. It wasn't until I was ten that I properly read the first book after it was finally available to check out from the school library. By this point, I'd finally seen the movie all the way through, along with Chamber of Secrets. I read the book quickly, and I was hooked. After this, at some point, my older brother gave me his old books, so I had them all up through book five. I blew through them, and Harry Potter instantly became my entire life. Totally understand. It took me a bit longer to get my hands on book six, but I finally got enough money to buy it right before a road trip with my grandparents in 2006 to Branson, Missouri. I read the entire trip, even after finishing the book, I just started it over. Deathly Hollows was the only book that I was able to get on the day it came out, and I had originally planned to go to the midnight release. However, the experience was kind of dampened because it came out four days after my grandmother died, so it ended up being the day after her funeral. She lived with me and was one of my closest friends, and I was with her as she died. I was 12 at the time, and she was the first person close to me whose death I had ever had to experience. Because of this, I did not get to go to the midnight release, but I still got the book later in the day and it was a huge source of comfort for me during this time. I felt more connected to Harry than ever before as we both mourned the ones we had lost. I know that the reason I was able to handle it as well as I did was because of everything Harry Potter had already taught me about death and loss. As time went on, I continued to be obsessed and I continued to go see and I continued to go see all the movies as they came out. Over time after the last movie was released, the obsession had begun to fade until I found this podcast. Now I'm as immersed in the world as ever, and it feels like I've found my way back to my roots. I love the community we've created, and I love that it lets the magic live on. I'm a Ravenclaw, and my secondary house is Gryffindor, which I've learned to <laughs> embrace more. My Patronus is a Pine Martin. Which is so cute. Just need to throw that out there. What's which... a Pine Martin? Mm-hmm. It's like a weasel. Yeah, which is apparently uh... in the same family as Otters and Weasels. My wand <clears throat> is wood with a dragon heartstring core, which is exactly like Hermione. Love y'all,
2: and she loves Hermione, isn't it her like one of her favorite characters? She loves Jenny, yeah. Oh, she loves, loves, Ginny. Ginny. Yeah. Um, she loves Ginny. females,
3: they,
2: strong love, women, whatever.
3: Strong female characters
4: are the bombs. Yes. I love that. I lo- Go, ahead. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> no, you
4: okay. I love that she was able to, um, I love that she said she like mourned with Harry, yeah. You know mm-hmm. I mean? mm-hmm. So, yes, that book is so sad, and she was clearly going through a tough time in her life, but. She just, you know, got through it with him. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the part where she talked about how, like, finding the podcast like brought her back to her roots. Like, yes,
4: it's how it is for me. It's
1: done that for me. Like, I know that 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 we're doing it, it, and we just started out as like four friends trying to do a little book club, and it kind of turned into something crazy. Yeah, something bigger than we could have ever imagined, and. I don't know. I just... I like that uh, people
3: feel that way about it. Yeah. I know yeah, for me I mean, that, like, I
2: wasn't as, like... I was obsessed with it when I was younger. Like, obsessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, then, like, and, like
3: me and you would yeah. talk about it every time we got together. But, like, beyond that, yeah. I didn't... You know, like, I watched them a lot. I watched the movies all the time. Um,
0: I'll I say mean, that we were is.
3: pretty obsessed, I guess. You, I.
2: you guys, for sure. But, I mean, I still yeah. loved it and everything. But, like, doing the podcast... It's, it's, like, it's took it to another level it. for sure.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It's just another immersion, you know? Yeah. 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 There was something
1: else I wanted to say, and now I can't remember. Shad.
4: Oh, Dad. oh mm-hmm. I know what I wanted to say. Well, I want to say I thank know- you to Megan, real quick. Thanks for sharing your story. Well, yes. For yes, <laughs> <you're> sharing <laughs> your story.
2: I also appreciate that you're like always on the group, too. Yeah. You know? yeah. You have a, lot of, a lot of good insights. Yeah. You're awesome. Yeah. So thanks for being you.
0: You're the only Megan
2: in my life.
4: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Megan's like, <"Where> <laughs> We've got Meg Man's Meg Make I
1: um I I heard somewhere and I can't remember where I heard it from, but I think it was today that uh, kids who like read a lot of books are more understanding of other people's feelings. Mm -hmm. And I feel like literally Harry Potter changed how I felt towards people who are different than me.
2: Yeah.
1: Because you never know what other people are going through and you never know what's like under the surface. Yeah. And I feel like, it just makes you so much more of an understanding person, especially like Lupin's story.
2: Oh my god, uh, yeah!
1: And it, it just, it just really, it, I, I completely agree with that study that was done. On, and if I can find, you know, the source of that study and who conducted it, I, I will
2: definitely put it out there. But make your kids read, guys. Well, and I um, think that I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, like, <laughs> diving diving deeper into this, i and thinking about, you know, each character, like, especially the ones that are, like, the gray characters, like Snape, or, like, the mm-hmm. ones that are completely mm-hmm. evil, like Tom, like, thinking of how they grew up and, like, what their backstory is kind of gives you a different perspective. Like, yep. you're saying, you know, you're more empathetic towards people, and you're like, wow... Well, I don't agree with what they did, but I could understand how they got to that yeah. step in their life because of A, B, and C, like whatever happened. And You have to think about how far we've
1: come yeah. in this podcast just as hosts. Day one, we hate Snape. Ep- episode one, we hate I, Snape. I Ep- never said I hated Snape. Yeah, whatever you're at. So episode 38, we're all starting to change our tune about
3: him because we're starting to understand no 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 we're done Katie, you're not
2: i am a little bit i'm starting well and we haven't even done much talk about him yet you know what i mean like there's so much more to learn yeah Yeah.
4: tiffany i just had a hard time (laughs) you need to be more empathetic towards other people (laughs) i understand understand it. it But no, you don't I have to agree with like it. Him. I don't agree with it. He's okay, I find
3: character. I find this very interesting that the Hufflepuff isn't being empathetic, but the Slytherin is. And I think that that's because Snape is a Slytherin. I'm not <laughs> I'm not saying anything negative about you, but I think that I am having a little bit more empathy towards him because like I am I have been craving lately like More good from Slytherin, you know, because like late I don't know what it is lately, but like online there have been so many articles going around about like Slytherin hate and stuff like that, and I'm like, come on, guys. Slytherin love? aren't we past this already? Like we need this is
2: two (laughs) thousand (laughs) three
3: We just need to understand that you know being in Slytherin doesn't automatically make you evil a bad person. I I agree. And I think that mm-hmm. I want to believe that Snape isn't a bad person because, like, I want somebody to come out of Slither house
4: that isn't
3: a bad person. Well, I mean, like, he is, but he's not. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's a great
2: character. Yes, you know? exactly. Yeah. yeah.
3: So. All righty-roo. All right. Shall we talk?
4: Yeah, go about for About other it. things? Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Oh, shameless. Oh, wow, I'm
1: Shameless. Brooks, no? anyone? never heard of them you're you're a liar <laughs> you're a liar friend <laughs> all right so you can also find me on some other podcasts that are they're all right
2: <laughs> oh my god
1: <laughs> so you can find me on a podcast called box trick all about video games i do the nintendo portion um currently doing a pokemon red and blue playthrough i okay, have been much. sick it's been neglected. It's been on the back burner, but we're going to get back to it next week. So um, you can check us out. Lots of episodes on Box Trick. Um, and then I am also on an all-Star
2: Wars podcast called Rebel Watch. Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> I kind that main guy, the loser. <laughs> and Ezra Kirk. <laughs> Horrible person. Ezra who? <laughs> what? I only know Ezra Miller. Oh, where's my my Credence (laughs) at?
1: So uh, Rebel Watch, yeah. So Ezra and I are doing a Journey Through Star Wars where we are breaking down each movie and getting deep and sweaty with all the details. (laughs) And it's great. You should listen to those. Box Trick, Rebel Watch, do it.
3: Yes, and Katie and I have some fun side projects. We have a YouTube channel called Main Street Nine and Three Quarters, where we take you on all of our fun adventures, whether it be Orlando or Ohio, Um, and
4: also... Or our kitchen where we're cooking things, or... (laughs) Who knows where. Snuggling with our cats, you know, who knows, who knows. And then... You want to do the
3: podcast?
4: Yeah. We also have another podcast called Grown Up Kids. It's a Disney podcast and we are doing a chronological analysis of Walt's movies. Yeah. Currently we are on, we just finished Bambi. Next week is Saludos Amigos. Yes. Well, I've never actually, heard of that one.
3: Saludos Amigos will be coming out whenever you listen to this episode. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. All right, my project because I'm the coolest kid here is I plan on buying all of the Harry Potter merchandise Barnes and Noble has to sell. <laughs> and once I'm done with that, I'm going to start buying Star Wars stuff. Apparently,
4: so uh, good. Plan
2: wasting a lot of money over there on books.
4: It's not and wasting such
2: fun things.
4: Sarah, you're and missing- then I'm going to have
2: to buy or make a new bookshelf to cover, like to hold all of these things because I'm running out of room. You're going to make a bookshelf. I can make a bookshelf. You just need wood and some nails and a hammer. <laughs> if I legitimately wanted to make one, I'm not dumb. Make it. I challenge you. <laughs> do you really think I don't know how to make a bookshelf? I need you to make a bookshelf. Oh my god. I
4: can do it. Alright, make it. Can you it. guys vlog this?
2: Yeah. I also have to make the um, it's gonna get dangerous. Quidditch pitch for the pool.
4: Yeah. Guys. So that's
2: a project I'll be working on when summer hits. Or hopefully before it. So maybe May. May.
1: For
2: sure. All
1: right, so that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. You're so terrible sometimes. <laughs> I didn't
2: say anything. <laughs> <gasps> Amazing, my <laughs> voice. I need the bookshop to happen. I want to see you, a, a bookshop. You have to buy the wooden stuff. Oh, my god! <laughs> I mean, I could do it. I put the other one together. I just put the back out wrong.
0: <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun...